I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, it's Bob jumping in before this episode starts. And you know what that means? It means the sound issues. <laughs> uh, this far in, we still have them sometimes. So um, actually, all four of us have a slight, uh, there's four of us on this episode. All four of us have a slight sort of sound issue going on. Um, for Tiss, you're going to hear a slight buzzing. Sometimes, every now and then, it's more prominent towards the beginning of the episode. For Beef, is much more echoey where he's re- recording because he's on holiday, recording from holiday. So it's much more um, echo to the room he's in. For me, a uh, bit more croakiness maybe than you're used to because when we recorded this was the first day I was out of bed from having the flu. And from Emma, I think there were some uh, connection issues. You got a little bit of uh, uh, juddering and stuttering every now and then. Uh, but hopefully I'll fix as much of this stuff as I can in the edit. I'm just pre-warning you, you're probably going to hear, hear little things from all four of us that don't sound 100% right. Um, but it's perfectly listenable and uh, I hope you enjoy part two of four of the season of skepticism so here we go people always say are you still doing the podcast oh amazing that's amazing i'm like i literally turn up and chat shit i do nothing i contribute nothing to the show really yeah i probably i just want i just want my faith restored Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is um, feeling fine after five days of being laid up in bed with the flu. Bob Shoy. Um, this is Randy Adamtis. I'm shattered. Hey, guys. And it's um, living the life of luxury on holiday, Luke Beef. All right. Yeah, you're on holiday. Where are you? Devon. Yeah, we're oh, at nice. my aunt and uncle's house. It's nice. He's always it's been on lovely. Nice weather. Uh, we've had three holidays this summer, but one of them was camping. Uh, so I feel like that's stressful. Yes. And then the other one was with my family, so that's also stressful. So this yes. is almost like our first holiday. This is your detox after two stressful. You needed another yeah. holiday to get over the first two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I'm going to need to come to Leeds to get over this. Yeah, but that's not going to be a relaxing weekend. No, Can we no on, the, on the booze, mate. On the booze, oi, yeah. oi, oi, oi. Bobby, I was, uh, I was, I was telling Bob Tiss that I don't feel like I can have the bed. I feel like you and Lids need to have the bed. I don't mind. What? Uh, he yeah, loves we, the we, floor. We can bring an airbed. Bob's now like absolutely not. <laughs> I don't care. Like you work out between you. 
Okay. Um, anyway, the other voice you can hear is our special guest for this episode. Like we said before, uh, on the season of skepticism, this is part two. Uh, we're going to have a different guest on every episode. So, um, listeners to my Simpsons podcast for one more may recognize the voice of Emma Apps. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hi, Emma. Hello. Um, it's nice to be here with you guys. It's finally. lovely to have you. Nice to have you. I've only been begging to get on the show for five years. <laughs> yeah, Emma, now, now you joined us, you can see how when we ask each other how we are on the pod, we've actually already been talking bollocks for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. And we've been we've been telling Bob we should have got you on all this time, and it's, he's been refusing it for some reason. So I know. He hates me. I didn't want yeah. to muddy the water of Weird Tales. Um, I know. I didn't want to mix the pods while the Simpsons one was still running, but that's just come to an end. So perfect time to have you on because the whole concept of this episode uh like we said we're doing the season of skepticism it's four parts the first part was the discussion episode last time with rick uh which a lot of people seem to really enjoy um and now we're going to look at our past present and future for the next three episodes so for this one it's who we were uh so we thought we'd ask emma because she's been a vocal and supportive long-time listener since right at the beginning of the show so she can help us talk about who we were at the start of the show compared to now yeah it's crazy i think i've been listening for just over five years now um and like i said to bob and beef um earlier on um it's actually crazy because the relationship that i like i've got with you guys is actually longer than my marriage and my relationship i have with my children because <laughs> i've been listening it's longer more important as well yeah mm. it, you're like my second family and it's it's so weird to me because I f- first family yeah I feel like I've been part of the show myself I feel like you guys have been like just friends that live down the road around the corner but this is the first time that I've actually been with all three of you at the same time um it's so bizarre but I'm so happy to be here so thank you for having me very good oh that's so emotional I feel choked up yeah <laughs> part of the weird tales family and can I just say, I was the OG listener of the week. Yes, I was actually about to say you were our first yeah. ever listener of the week. Yeah. Emma, do you so, remember what episode it was on? I think it was. I don't know. The, I think it was the Rasputin episode, which I actually um, suggested because right. um, you guys put a poll on Patreon. Yeah, we did like a summer where we had voted for episodes by listeners. Yeah. And I requested it, and you guys picked it, and then beef hosted the episode um and then and then at the end you guys were like okay we're gonna do this new thing and because it suggested the episode um it only feels fitting that she is the first listener of the week and mm. i remember listening to it and like getting so emotional i was like oh my god I paid it to all my family and friends <laughs> amazing so we've got I the right person it was that late that was a couple of years into our uh tenure isn't yeah, it? it was- yeah it was a while in before we started it because Joel was only little, I, I remember, because that was about the time that Rachel and I got horrendous food poisoning. Well, I remember recording that Rasputin one because it was like my last day in the house at Stukely. We were sat on the floor in the spare room yeah. with no furniture. Upstairs, yeah. Drinking Kool-Aid. Drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah. What? Oh, gross. We were sitting downstairs. No, on, we, were sitting, no. we sat upstairs Up, in the upstairs. spare room in my house in Stukely. There was no furniture in the house. We just all sat cross-legged on the floor with a bowl of Kool-Aid between us. Uh, I do remember the Kool-Aid, but I can't remember being upstairs with it. I, I, I can't believe you don't remember recording the show, but you do remember having a drink. <laughs> I remember I remember Kool-Aid being part of it. 
Right, because that makes it better. So quickly, Rasputin was episode 90. Oh, I think we had this another week wow. before then. You might have got like an extra mention on that. Oh, okay. Maybe we mentioned you before. Okay, yeah. maybe. That's much later. Yeah, I, didn't I think it we was around. I think it was around the forties or fifties. We started this another week. Okay, it might have been episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, anyway, so listeners, uh, this time round, yeah, we're we're going to look back at our early episodes and uh, who we used to be and our journey with skepticism starts here. Um, it's like a little bit of a retrospective and a little bit of like searching into ourselves, which is going to continue for the next few. Now, before we recorded this, we did say we were going to try and listen to a few early episodes each. <laughs> so did any of you guys manage to listen to some early Weird Tales? And which ones did you listen to? Yeah, I did. I, I did. I did too. Okay, Tissy, you go first. What did you listen to? I listened to Man from Maputo. And mm. I think I listened to Number Stations. Okay. Man... I'm so quiet in every episode. What the hell? I don't talk ever. We did say that. <laughs> hmm. I'm basically like the silent the silent host. Yeah. I think it's part of your charm because you will go quiet for long stretches and then suddenly appear out of nowhere. We <laughs> when we was waiting for you, we almost started the show and we were just gonna have you pop up and just like normally and people I was like, people won't notice. He doesn't he sometimes he goes twenty minutes without talking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when Tis goes quiet, I just think he's really sort of just like sitting back, taking it all in, just like really sort of gathering his thoughts together. But I don't know. Do you, is that is that why? That's giving it too much respect. When you say sitting back, you're almost bang on because sometimes, sometimes <laughs> he does literally lay down on his bed away from. Yeah, the sometimes, bed. sometimes he's gone for a wee as well. <laughs> I think I just generally I don't speak unless I've got something to say. Yeah. I find it hard to be a host and a presenter. Which is wonderful, uh, except when you're on a um, Podcast. audio media. Yeah. Well, that's why there needs to be three of us. That's why I've got you guys. You guys are very, like, presentery, very, you know, like, you've got that pizzazz where you can really talk about something in detail oh, for a long time. It's just called waffling. It's, there's yeah, no, I, there's I no can skill. waffle. Beef's, beef does public speaking all the time. Yeah. I can just waffle on and on about nonsense. There's a real difference there. Tis, you're not I, I listen to Man from Maputo and you're not yourself. You can tell that like this is I don't know, maybe for the first few episodes you're quite um nervous because by the time we got to episode ten, you come out your shell more and it's more Tis. Yeah. Beef, you're bang on there because I listen to one and ten and the difference between all of us is like night and day. We're all a little bit yeah. Not quite know how to do the vibe of the show on episode one. It's quite um, endearing in a weird way. Yeah. I said to Bob when we recorded the last episode of our Simpsons that I had listened to episode one and episode 10. And I said to Bob, it's so cute how you guys are like, oh my God, we've reached this milestone. We've got to 10 episodes. Yeah. You're like 150 plus now. It's absolutely mad. Um, but it's just, it's just so, um, it's just so cute how you're like so chuffed that you've got this fan base. And then obviously you're only 10 episodes in. So then like 100 episodes in, you've probably like double, tripled, quadrupled your listeners that you had on episode 10. You would think so, wouldn't you? It hit a plateau. <laughs> like we hit... Oh. We had a lot of listeners from the get-go, which was very surprising. And then around the time we did Transylvania, we hit like a massive peak and we we're like, oh my God, we're getting massive. 
and it stayed literally there. <laughs> like it never, oh. it's never changed really. Like fluctuates slightly, but we we are on an even keel. But we also once we hit sort of those bigger numbers, we stopped promoting the show. So that might have something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. We're like we have enough listeners now. It's so funny because like the early episodes were on that weird website, weren't you? It was a podcast platform, but it was um, it wasn't like a big one. It was Podomatic we were with. Yeah, because I started listening on Podomatic, and then I went to Acast. So it was very uh, yeah, it was it was strange. That's when for me it was like, oh okay, you guys are up in like. <laughs> I could just. I'm really sorry. We're watching Tizzy eat dinner in the background. He was laughing at me it's eating like... a burger in the background. Yeah, after saying I don't know why I disappear. Never mind. You're like Brad Pitt. You're always eating in the background of... <laughs> I'm just trying to nail my food so I can talk I when he's I'm He's not like Brad Sorry. Pitt in any other way. I'll say that. <laughs> no, he's not. Just in the fact that he eats we, um, food. So, Emma, you said about us being on Posomatic. Um, yeah. The one thing that's recently come up, actually, for long-time listeners, you may remember a very, very short mini-episode. Uh, which we are now, all it is is just announcing to people who listen exclusively on Podomatic, hey, we're moving over to Acast. Yeah. It wasn't a numbered episode. It was just called, I think it was called like Weird Tales Presents TMI. Oh, okay. <laughs> something. And um, and on that episode, Tiss is like ordering a pizza in the background or something. And it's just a real silly 15 minute, we're moving over and laughing about Tiss ordering a pizza while we're trying to record. That episode, if you have it, is no longer available. So it's like the only bit of Weird Tales that's ever gone out, which is like not wow. available anymore because... Exclusive. Yeah, there was mm. a real, there was an issue of our back catalogue when Acast moved all their stuff over and that one, the root file couldn't be found. And I don't think oh, I no. filed it properly because it wasn't numbered. It was just like a weird thing on the side that we did as like a weird announcement. So that episode, if you have it, that's the only way you can ever have it. You can't get it again now. Yeah. So Weird Tales Presents wow. TMI is a little bit of Weird Tales history. Have you got it? No, I don't have it. I haven't got it. I might have it on a hard drive somewhere. I could re-upload it, but why? Like, by now, people don't care if we're moving from Podomatic to Acast, so... It's a bit weird, because on... I listen, still listen to it on Acast, which is the first sort of podcast... Um, app that i used and number one is obviously the man from maputo but then for some reason yeah. number two's not on there and it goes to three number stations so i don't know if there was anything in between oh i listened to man from maputo this week uh not man from maputo mozambique stories that was episode two i listened to it this week yeah that's so weird it's not on on mine there, there, has, on there. there have mm. been a few issues recently with acast because they've been changing their back end oh, okay. so some episodes have been disappearing momentarily so i actually used spotify oh, okay. when i re-listened to the episodes also because oh. i was re-listening at one and a half times speed on spotify so i could listen to more yeah. stuff while i was working i might actually because mm. I, I do listen to you guys on spotify sometimes so i might actually just look on there instead yeah i think they're all on spotify acast is yeah, okay. transition time but going back to the early days, life, and I'm not sure about you guys, but it really was a big surprise that anyone listened at all. Um, like it felt to me, I, I felt like it, it would, and I felt like if we crept above like, I don't know, 50 listeners, then that would have been unbelievable yeah, to me. Yeah. So the, the fact that it did, and within that first week, I was like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty bonkers. It was crazy how that first episode instantly had, I don't know how many, it would have been like a, for us to be that amazed, it's probably like 200, which like for a first episode of a podcast with no history was like, what the hell? That's mad. And then quickly rose and rose and rose, yeah. 
Because I think I started sort of listening to you guys from, I'd say, probably about episode 10. And then mm-hmm. I then obviously listened to like the first 10 episodes afterwards. But from sort of 10 to mm. now, it's just it's just mad. And one of the reasons why I decided to like keep listening to you guys was because you guys just felt like a group of my friends. And I just felt like when I put my headphones in and listened, that I was just sitting around with a bunch of my friends just talking about weird stuff. Mm. It was like at the beginning purely because of what your episodes were about but then as I sort of started going through and like getting more involved and knowing about you guys and your lives and your personalities and things like that then it became a bigger percentage of I was listening to it because of you guys rather than the content and that's from a listener's perspective and I don't know if anyone else feels the same but for me now, I listen to you guys because you cheer me up, because you make me laugh, because stop it. And like, I'm not <laughs> here to, I'm not here to make you like, make you blush or you know anything like. But I'm mm. speaking as a hundred percent listener because obviously I didn't know you guys before I joined Bob's podcast network. I was just a fan, and for me, as I said at the early days, it was because I was interested in the content and the subjects. When um, we started getting messages from listeners saying stuff like that, I think was when we started leaving more of that stuff in because early on we would edit a lot of that stuff out because it was like, well, people don't care about like our personal lives and stuff. And, And a lot of it we still cut out because they don't need to know like what happened to me down like Tesco's last week and stuff like that. But yeah, we did start leaving more of that stuff in. I think that's great Um, and it's so encouraging to hear that because that's exactly what we were kind of hoping for when we started and when I think about some of the podcasts I listen to, so there's a a rugby podcast that I listen to a lot um, and there are probably better rugby pods out there like with more succinct detail and a bit more analysis and statistics but I listen to it because I like the the people and the way they respond to each other and it's they talk they're three three friends that happen to know rugby really well but obviously know each other really well as well Mm. so 100 percent. the 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 people hosting is more important than what they're talking about to me like i i'm more i i need to like the host even if what they're talking about is interesting if i don't like them i'm not gonna listen to the show Mm. i think as well like there's a few podcasts that i listen to that are a hundred percent just like facts 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 and if i'm Mm. in the mood to learn about something new or learn something new about a subject that i already know a little bit about then i will sort of lean towards that but if i'm just like getting ready to go to work or if i'm in the car or i just want to chill out then i would turn to a podcast that's more like you guys that i'm like okay i can just do this and do my housework Mm. This was um, the first time I've listened back to, apart from editing stuff, obviously, to episodes of Weird Tales for years. So did we all listen to episode one? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Tiss, what did you sort of notice about us in episode one that might be different to us now? Um, Put him on the spot. (laughs) Can't remember now. So, Man from Maputo... Yeah, so, well, I guess the, the, the episode style was very different to how we style our episodes now. Our episodes yeah. now is like one subject, lots of facets of that one subject. 
that one was almost <laughs> it was almost like we were going to run like 10 episodes and that would be it we were just running through conspiracies like they were fucking running out of fashion well, the, the, your first conspiracies episode was exactly the same as that. A lot of our first episodes were exactly the same as that. We'd just say something, read mm. like one paragraph about it and go, what do you think about that? Yeah, and I'd say interesting, and that's it. We still do that now. And that'd be it, yeah. But the thing is, in my head, I'm like, I'm saying lots in my head, but all I'm saying is interesting. And... <laughs> If you don't convey what you're thinking then people don't know what you're thinking that's that's what i've learned yeah but that's exactly what i meant by like as a listener not knowing what you got like behind the scenes from as a listener's perspective i'm like oh yeah tiss is just sitting there being like gathering all all his thoughts together you're giving him too much no credit. he's eating a burger <laughs> <laughs> he's sat there eating a burger instead that's that's what i'm doing these days back then i probably was way more yeah i probably had a lot more energy to be f- <laughs> Now, now I'm, uh, and this is the subject of the episode. Actually, is now I'm a lot more skeptical. So, yeah, maybe I'm a le- less open eared to to certain things. Interesting, you say that because one of my so I've got lots of bullet points for episode one, and my first thing is um, I've just put we are all so credulous and curious. We're so like bright eyed and like oh oh, and they're like excitable in like almost like a but. Not pizzazzy, because we'd actually know how to host a show yet. We're very, um, oh, wow, like, <laughs> kids. It's it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. How sort of, like, wide-eyed we are. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Ready to believe anything. You, I, do, I don't think, uh, and this is where I think I'm going to have a different opinion to you guys. I don't think that's anything to do with our beliefs or opinions. I think that's just no. trying to be polite to people who are listening, because at that point, like, well, we're never going to have a clue. We, we don't know who's going to listen to us. And you're forever kind of skirting around the edges. You don't want to offend people. I remember being quite conscious of that and thinking, mm. well, actually, this needs to be a bit more careful because if it doesn't go right, then we're not going to get to episode two. And then it would have just been a weird thing that we did once. So I was quite conscious of that. And so maybe I probably, maybe all of us were a bit more cautious i don't know i don't know if i felt like that i felt i think i genuinely felt more open-minded and i had more time for those beliefs because i had wacky beliefs i don't think i don't think bob's changed at all me no no i i actually wrote a note about that i actually said that like i feel like as a listener bob was always the skeptical one Tiss was always the really open-minded one and Beef was somewhere in the middle. And I feel like you still are in those positions, but just to different levels. So, like, Tiss, for instance, is, yeah, he's the more open-minded one, but he's still a little bit more sceptical than he was at the beginning. And, like, the same with Beef. You're still, like, the middle the middleman, but you are still sceptical. But I think a lot of it is, from my perspective age Mm. is one thing i think you're all a little bit older all a little bit more mature all in different times of your life now like you've all probably got a lot more responsibility than you did at the beginning but Mm. i all think it's i think a lot of the skepticism and i'm talking person like for me personally is also the climate politically of what we're living now as well has a lot to do with it as well that stuff that stuff will be i think talking about yeah probably more on the next few episodes like about 
way things are now which would could lead to someone being more skeptical but the interesting thing i noticed about me actually is i think almost even though i've been like oh i'm so skeptical now i'm so skeptical now part of me even though i sound all like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed on those early episodes i think was more forefront of being telling everyone how skeptical i was because those first episodes i almost had a catchphrase i would always say i don't believe it but i can't explain it it was like a running catchphrase i had i wrote that down yeah, mm. so I'm instantly saying to people, I don't believe this, before we even talk about it. Uh, every Everything we talk about, I don't believe, but I can't explain it. And I would always introduce myself as, like, I'm the atheist, I'm the atheist, and bring that up. Yeah. Whereas now, I think I'm more, because I have sort of had my eyes open by some subjects that have surprised me and gone, oh, well, maybe there is something in this. Mothman. I don't, Cryptids. Mothman, exa- <laughs> exactly. Yeti. Um, I don't necessarily go straight in and go, I don't believe it. I'm just... So it's weird, I sound more enthusiastic then, but also I'm enthusiastically saying that I don't believe anything. It's really like a mismatch yeah. to where my mindset is now. But you, there are two two quotes I wrote down from the first episode, right. and I think it sums up you in those early days and probably a bit now as well. Mm. The first thing you said, and I wrote it down, this is verbatim, I'm not going to get into what I think about psychics. <laughs> 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 and then later on I wonder why we've never episode, had a psychic on the show <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah episode one but then later on you say uh, you say you always try to find the logical reason so I uh, I think you, you're making your stamp in, in this is I don't believe it but you you give a reason for it you give a reason your reason is I need to try and find a logical reason. It's not, you're not being disrespectful. You're not shunning things or not even paying attention. It's just, this is why I do it. One of the main points that I took out of last week's episode was it depends on who's telling the story. Exactly. So when Beef was about the man photo, because it's Beef, because you've known him for so long, it was very much, okay, like amazing. That's, I can't believe you experienced that. But then if it was just like, a random story that you read on the internet you'd be like rubs absolute rubs do you know what i mean so i do think it's like mm. it depends where the source comes from. Mm. um and i think a lot of it is like a trust thing with who the person is that's telling you it so if you're just reading randomly reading it on lab bible then you're going to be like that's absolute bollocks do you know what i mean <laughs> so that was like one of the main points that i wrote when i listened to last week's episode because i'd never thought about it before but it really highlighted it. And now I've listened to a couple of the older episodes and I've actually thought to myself, actually, that makes a lot of sense. So like the ghost stories that you've mentioned in older episodes and it's terrifying, do you know what I mean? But then if you just read it as like Mm. on Wikipedia or, you know. Yeah, Mm. it definitely is source material, isn't it? Back, Back then we used to do ghost story of the week. That did make me laugh when you mentioned we should do a ghost story every week. I was like, yeah, I was like, That's, that would never get old. <laughs> no, exactly. With weird news, weird, weird news is every time skeptical. Like you said, the source material yeah. is yeah. the Sun and Daily Mail, and it was just we go in not wanting to believe it. I should I should have listened to the first weird tales. Actually. Uh, sorry, yeah. the first weird news. <laughs> I didn't think to listen to that, but that might have been quite interesting. I actually did. I actually did All listen right. to it, and and I I just think like. I don't think you were any less sceptical in the weird news then. Weird news was always a fun jaunt into just being 
absolutely dismissive of everything. Emma, on our first on our first weird news episode, did Beef talk about that woman setting her vagina on fire? Yes. Oh god. Yes, I did. Brilliant. And do you know what I love about weird news is the fact that at the beginning Tiss like absolutely hated it, and he now hated he's it. like really optimistic about doing weird news like the last couple that you guys have done what changed his mind was when he got to talk about that woman eating Kentucky (laughs) Kentucky (laughs) you know what I still haven't found that documentary I've looked online and there's a company that owns the rights to it in Netherlands And I can't, I can't <laughs> literally more pay for it. Than he's ever done for an episode. I li- yeah, literally, uh, yeah, I can't right. pay. I literally can't buy it. It's so like <laughs> VIP that documentary. That's so funny. I love that you've tried to buy it. I, I, you've tried I, to get hard. I could it. contact the company to use it in, <laughs> like, use it like to pay to that use insane. it. <laughs> so I could pretend that I'm a TV company that wants to show it on their channel, and then I could. Why would you do that? Because I want to watch it again so badly. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky. Mate. Oh, oh, I can't keep I laughing. Think, My um, throat's still hurting, guys. <laughs> I, I seem to remember, and obviously, Emma, you can correct me, because I haven't I haven't listened to the first weird tale, uh, weird news, but I seem to remember from the beginning, uh, I remember thinking, well, this is clearly our, like, more relaxed episode, and, yeah. you know, it's probably a little bit more silly than our normal episodes. <laughs> and I seem to remember Tiss being really stressed about finding stories and trying to make it seem more like a news article and trying to do the news <laughs> article, like, um, credit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to listen to it again. Well, he thought it was going to be a serious news show. This is Adam Tessington with the news. <laughs> as soon as I had a woman lights Fanny on fire, it's just like... The, the, <laughs> I, don't, it's I, set, read, I read that story that day. It set the I just tone. found it. You're scrolling from my phone. I thought, I have to mention it. I've got to say <laughs> something. To go. What, it's weird news. What made me laugh is on an early episode, I just casually in the middle of a sentence referred to Tiss as Twizzleton and no one picks up on it. It's not even reflected on. Like, really? as if that's why I always call him. I'm like, that's what you just said, Twizzleton. Twizzleton. Amazing. So, weird news. The first one's episode 23. Oh, so it was quite early. Something I noticed on that first episode is that we very clearly set ourselves up that we have different types of episodes to each other as well, to the listeners. We say to them, yeah. Bob does paranormal ones, Beef does spiritual ones, and Tiss does extraterrestrial slash conspiratorial ones. Wow. And we strayed from that quite quickly. Which is really weird, because Tiss really doesn't do that many extraterrestrial episodes. Not anymore. Well, ever, yeah, ever. But I think that's because you guys pulled me in because of the spiritual stuff. Yeah. And so I think we felt like, okay, well, then we need to each have something that we is our own thing. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's why we did it. We were so keen in those early days to visit a haunted house. We keep saying we're going to visit a haunted house. Yeah. That, I wrote that down. I was like, oh, jeez. We keep going on about the ancient ram. We keep going on about the going to the ancient ram, and it never happened. That was Every, because no. Danny lived so close to it, wasn't it? Well, we had read about it yes. first, and then Danny was like, yeah, it's near to me. So it was like, this is perfect. We're definitely doing this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then every episode, like, I listened to five episodes. Every one, I'm like, and we're still going to the Ancient Ram. We're going to be doing that soon, like, at the end of every single one. Uh, <laughs> but isn't that about the sort of time when uh, Claire and Danny moved away? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, around that time. So then it was like, oh, well, that's going to get a bit hard. It's a bit harder now for us to just turn up and knock on the door. And mm. rather than this is Danny, he's, you know. Mm. 
you live he lives near there so um yeah but i i'd written down i wrote down uh we would love to go ghost hunting in quotes and then with exclamation marks at the end yeah i still want to go ghost hunting i think we should i think we fucking should it's weird because tis tis mentioned it last episode like oh i'd like to like or the one before one of them recently he was like yeah we should go on like a ghost hunt to a location or something and it was so weird that mm. Tiss has almost come full circle on that because we talked about it on the first episode. Then for years, Tiss like, no, nah, I wouldn't want to do anything like that. And then suddenly now he's like, yeah, we should do that. It's because they're not real anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. It's because, yeah, I probably I just want I just want my faith restored. Mm. My my other note was that I ended the episode by saying, until next time, stay out of the basement. Before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tiss hijacked him and don't want your dog near the fucking bridge. Um, so Beef have you got any other notes on episode one uh, one thing that surprised me um, and I, I seem to remember like if, if you would have asked me about a week ago what I was like in the early episodes um, I probably would have remembered myself being a bit more um, I don't know I, I, I've written down basically what I've written I've written twice here that I seem really focused on sources and where things have come from mm. and who said it and I mentioned a, a whole bunch of times in those early episodes all of them actually that um, I want to be logical and I was really frustrated at the time uh, that you know if you're a Christian you leave your brain at the door type thing and um but yeah i wanted i I just remember wanting to try and dispel that and try and present myself as someone who doesn't do that so that's interesting though beef because well i think around the start of the time we start recording is when you you would have started around that time your degree right i was about a year into my degree yeah yeah so so when I think of me, when I was about a year into my degree, I was suddenly, I was like a year into like, I'm a student now and like sources and things like that. That's like where my head would have been subconsciously mm. after my first year of studying. Cause you have to adjust yeah. in that first year to like sources. Where did this come from? Where'd that come from? Blah, blah, blah. So that to me is a side effect of you being a relatively new mature learner. I, th- I think so. And I wonder how much of it, um, like how much I would have done that if I hadn't have studied anything. I still feel like I would have come into it wanting to dispel that myth. Mm. You know that if you're if you're religious or if you if you're a Christian, then you're an idiot and you have to you don't think logically. So I think I was trying hard to yeah, like make it seem like I do check my sources and I do listen to reason and logic. Um, so that surprised me. I think, like, from a listener's perspective, who doesn't know a great deal of people who are overly religious, I do think that you kind of changed my thought of people who are religious um, because it's just, you know, ignorance from my part. But, like, but you aren't your stereotypical, like, Ned Flanders type <laughs> character. Phew. Oh, Beef, me and Emma have come round on Ned Flanders. We love him. We think he's a really we great guy. We love him. He's actually a really he's a nice, nice guy. person. <laughs> like, I'd much rather hang out Wait, with Ned than Homer. Did you not previously then? Well, yeah, but he was annoying. I, used to, I said, oh, I used to laugh at Ned, but now I'm just like, no, Ned's really sweet. We're, he's a really nice person. He's so yeah. sweet I really like and him. wholesome. He, yeah. like, lends Homer all his stuff, and Homer, like, abuses him. He's the nicest character in the whole of Springfield. Like, so, I love wait Ned. a minute, wait a minute. Saving Homer from a burning building by 
bouncing off a mattress into a window isn't nice enough for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just laughing at the situation. Now I'm thinking of all the times where Ned's really like giving advice and stuff like oh he's a really great guy it's, it's more like now appreciate him rather than just be like oh he's the neighbor yeah now i'm like oh he's a great yeah. person i'd like to know him in real life i just i remember watching the simpsons when i was about i don't know maybe 15 and getting annoyed at the writers and be like oh that's not what christians are like when obviously <laughs> the reason they've written him like that is that's the stereotypical yeah. christian yeah. person that's who they would in america anyway if you if you were try to illustrate or write a character who's a christian in the states it would be ned flanders so no but that is reassuring that's kind of what i wanted to do that's purely my opinion just because i don't know very many people who are religious so i've not been around Mm. people who actively go to church every week or actively have a yeah we hide in the shadows (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is i i love religion I would say I'm more like Tiss. I'm very spiritual. I'm very agnostic. So I would say in terms of like my spirituality and my religion, I'm more like Tiss than I would never, ever say I'm atheist because I'm not. Hang, hang on a minute. You're more like Tiss than, just say it, than, than Bob. Than Bob Shoy, the right, atheist listen, that he is. I am fascinated by all religions. Just because I don't believe in them doesn't mean I dismiss them. Yeah, but going back oh. at the beginning, you didn't come across like that. I yeah, I, that's interesting. I think you're right there because even episode. So I listened to episode two as well, and even though I'm, I mean, by episode ten and especially twenty five, I'm definitely saying, oh, I'm very open minded for someone who declares themselves as an atheist, and I'm constantly saying how much I hate modern atheists, modern atheism, and new atheists, which at the time we start recording were very prominent. Um, but I think by just purely for the fact that I, on those early episodes, I am saying a few times that I'm an atheist. I think I come across maybe as one of those people, which I really wasn't. Um, but it's interesting on episode two, Beef, you introduced the show by saying, um, just so listeners know, I'm a Christian and these guys are both atheists. Oh, did I? And Tiss doesn't correct you. And Tiss doesn't say he's agnostic until like a yeah. few episodes later. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't hear it. Uh, I, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder whether because I didn't notice that at all. I feel like I would have written that down if I'd mm. have, either that or it's just I feel like yeah, maybe at least the first few episodes Tiss is probably polite and not that you're not polite normally, Tiss. Just more um, yeah, sit back and taking what's going on so yeah and you I, you're not the sort of person to jump in and be like actually i think you'll find yeah <laughs> i'm not an atheist no but that's like one of the charming things um about you guys is the fact that you i mean you agree on most things but the things that you don't necessarily agree and you're not mean about it like because you're all yeah. friends you all respect each other's wishes none of you are like absolute <laughs> as a person do you know what i mean so you know what People are actually allowed to have nuance. It's something that <laughs> is miraculous that we all happen to think. If you, if you like something I don't like, it doesn't offend me in any way. Exactly. <laughs> so when people get offended that someone doesn't like a fucking film they like, it's like, so what? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, mm. It's crazy to me, that stuff. It's, it's very Twitter culture now, more rather than like in 2015, that if someone doesn't like something, like, they get so annoyed. It's and bonkers I'm just like, to me. 
It's frustrating. If Beef said his favourite film was Reservoir Dogs, and then I said, well, I actually think that film's shit, we would both go, all right, we wouldn't have a row about it and like, defend the film's honour. No. <laughs> it's really yeah, fucking cringy. That's what I mean. Like, It's very yeah. Twitter culture, and I, I know people have taken a massive step back from social media for those reasons. Yeah. Shit, that doesn't matter. I feel a lot better after taking a step back yeah. from social media. I feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I think it, for me, it depends on. Um, so I can I can browse through Facebook and find it quite like it's neither here nor there. But I definitely find it to be way way less negative than it was. And it's really funny because I kind of came off of Facebook and went on to Twitter mm. to get away from the Facebook negativity. And now I'm not on Twitter because I just it got to that point where. And uh, like Rachel was saying the other day, she's like, I've noticed a real difference in your, like your demeanor, your mm. attitude has changed because you're not, even if I was only going on Twitter for like a few minutes, like there's, you can't help but find something that annoys you or is yeah. like abusive. And it's like, you just think it's amazing what that does to you. And this kind of, this goes back to the point I made at the beginning about how I feel like it's genuinely a a culture change about like our surroundings our political uh, platform and everything that's just going on at the moment everything is so negative whereas Mm. twitter five years ago was all memes yeah Yeah. do you know what i mean people just taking the piss but like jokingly you know what changed it you know why twitter's got much worse it's because they changed the character count yeah so people say more and you've got more of an opportunity to share your opinion the genius behind Twitter was that you only had that short, like, few sentences to get something out, and it wasn't enough for trolls to just abuse and spew vitriol. Like, it wasn't there. Well, the sort of people who troll can't articulate their words into, like, a smaller amount. <laughs> no, so they need that time to create threads. Threads is the worst thing that's happened to Twitter. It's like uh, one of 15. I'll be honest, half like... of the stuff I tweet is threads. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a bit different, though, when you're because you're not abusing someone. Did you see the thread I posted on Monday <laughs> that was like 30 parts long? No, no, I've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on it. <laughs> I'm not on it. No, it was. So. Uh, it's a joke thread, but it, it's really long. Uh, so, Tiss, did you listen to any other episodes apart from episode one? Um, I watched a bit. Uh, uh, sorry, I listened to a bit of Number Stations. Oh, Number Stations. So that's episode three. Yes. Yeah. So we talked about episode one. I've I listened to two, and like I said, I was just interesting. Uh, we 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 really lay out what belief is to all of us on that. Um, and and B says about you know needing authority and experience in his sources and stuff like that and stuff like it was just really interesting but there wasn't too much i didn't think that was different about us in that one but tis what did you notice in episode three i think on my episodes i guess i can talk a bit more so i was just trying to have an episode where i actually spoke um but yeah i mean i was well into number stations for sure i think we all were i think we were very it was one of the topics we really wanted to do from the get-go that episode's probably the strongest and from a listener's perspective yeah Number Stations is actually one of my favourites. It's a real, it really hooked people on, yeah. I've listened to it so many times. So I didn't actually know what Number Stations was until I listened to that episode. And then 
I got hooked because I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, oh my God, how do I not know about this? Especially because I studied Russian Soviet politics. So I'm like, how the hell did I not know? Mm. So yeah, it's one of my favourites. It was the first regular talk type of Weird Tales episode as well. Yeah. Like one and two are like regular type of episodes, but that was like one of us hosts it, Tiss, and it's about a subject that he had researched. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But did you, yeah, what did you notice in it that's different about you or about us? Um, what in terms of versus the num- episode one? In terms of now, in terms of in, now, compared to um, now, yeah. Um, I, I haven't listened to a new episode, but I guess if I was to compare the feeling, that number stations one is like, it's a, it's a bad comparison because that is quite novel in the sense that we all didn't know anything about number stations, not even like, oh, I've heard of them, like literally nothing. And then it was like, it was like being told something is real, and then going nah, 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 and then listening and being like, oh fuck, it actually is, and yeah, it was just crazy. It was a crazy episode. I remember getting excited in it. Yeah, I remember like I was thinking. Well, I remember midway through that episode, I actually got excited and thought this podcast could be really good because the first two were quite novel in a different way, and that was the first one, which was like a regular episode. And when you were talking about it, we were all getting excited. And then we was like listening to the clips. Yeah. And we was like, should we try and call one of these things? I remember thinking, this is fun. Like, this has a really fun t- mm. tone. And I think we have a good show. The seeds of a good show here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I should have listened to more because that, I think that is quite unique number stations in, in a sense that um, I could tell even listening to it but i could i remember very vividly just it blowing everything out of the water just listening to those clips the clips are so weird and the choice of sample they chose to use and still just don't know what the hell they are Mm. and they Mm. like they're not even like do they exist like they literally do from a skeptical point of view, I think it's really interesting to analyse that one because you on that episode were like, yeah, it's a thing. That's true. And there was we're like all so no, excited. Yeah, and there's no like debate about like We went cynical to coin rubs yet. <laughs> but rubs is now part of my vocabulary, like I use it in everyday life now. <laughs> but um what I mean is, um, because I think as Tiss sort of said, like you hadn't heard it and then you heard the samples and you're like oh shit like this is a thing yeah whereas with episodes now even if they are believable you all have that streak of skepticism <laughs> in you to be like yeah that's sad like, oh. but i just think that that's how people are nowadays people are generally more skeptical it's not just you guys i do i can see it in myself and i don't understand yeah the world has made us more that way yeah it's it's because of fake news, isn't it? Yeah. It's because all of us. I think I think I grew up, um, and I would say this of all of us. I think we all grew up with the understanding. You know, there's that specific. I always come back to this um, this clip from Extras when uh, they talk about him glugging the wine <laughs> in the pub in the restaurant. And, um, <laughs> Did he glug? <laughs> and. Uh, and they're like, the paper says, like, it says you glugged. And he's like, they're papers, they make stuff up. And Bar- like, Barry and, uh, and Stephen Merchant, they're like, look at each other like, no, it says it, it's in the paper. And I think it was, the joke is obviously these two idiots that believe 
the joke is on them as the idiots that believe yeah. what's in the paper. It says you glugged. Yeah. I didn't glug. I was the person. They didn't. They make stuff up. It's a newspaper. And I think all of a sudden, uh, you know, five years ago, all of a sudden, I think the Western world was like, oh, actually, a lot more people believe what they read than we previously thought. This is quite scary. Yeah, it was shocking to me to realize how my, how many how actually most people believe the shit that's on the internet and on in papers and stuff like that yeah i think a lot of it is all to do with kind of a combination between like of being able to read the news whenever the hell you want but also like you because of like facebook and things like that you always have like your mum or your aunt who will share a post from five years ago it's total bollock yeah. you're just like have you not read that that's like five mm. years ago? Do you know what I mean? But people are sharing it and then believing it. Yeah. It's like sharing crap like that. And like it's a generational thing between being able to spot what's absolute clickbait and being able to spot what's genuine. Yeah. So an episode I listened to, I think maybe some of you guys did as well, was episode 10. And I actually found this one very interesting. Mm. Um, what was 10? 10 was life, death and existence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely listened. So I listened to it because it was the first discussion episode. And it's interesting how when we introduced that, I said, we're going to do this every 10 episodes. (laughs) Um, No, but we're really punchy on it straight away. We're totally relaxed into the podcast. We're still really eager. Um, I'm I'm really like shucking and jiving when we we click on. So I'm losing my voice a little bit, but. I'm like, hey, this is Bob Shaw. I'm joined by these clowns and like really being silly. Um, talking about the ancient ram again. And, um, but there's, I, we really do sort of get into some heavier stuff after we join, uh, we've gained our con- uh, confidence by this point, but we're getting into like heavier stuff as well. Um, and it, and it has a different tone to some of the stuff that came first. So, Beef, did you notice anything about episode 10? Uh, yeah, you seem really conflicted in this episode, and you can really tell there's like an internal struggle with your own belief system going on. Um, I cut cut this, but when oh. I recorded, um, we won't cut it for one more with Bob last yeah, week. No, this like, is what I'm about to come honestly, because we were talking about this episode. I don't know how these guys did not do an intervention for me. <laughs> this is the most obvious. This guy is in complete denial about his depression episode I've ever heard of anyone. I've written down some quotes of things I say in this episode, right? So in this episode, I say, I quote, Why do I care if I live? Um, I could die tomorrow. So what? Um, I don't care if I die. Um, This is a struggle. So why bother? Um, I don't think I'm suicidal. And you... you you literally said, oh, a girlfriend broke up with me because I was so depressing. Yeah, like, there's there's so much yeah. stuff where I'm just constantly saying, like, no, I don't, I'm not depressed, but... And, like, completely in denial about anything that was going on with me. Um, and I, I've talked about this stuff on the pod at various points or whatever and struggled with depression and stuff as a teenager, this, that, and the other. But all this time when I'm so, like, cha-cha-cha being silly, being like hosting the episode with all this pizzazz was not long before I was first properly described to be on antidepressants. Yet I'm here completely in denial about like what is on the horizon and stuff that would really sort of shape my life for the years after it. It was really surreal to listen to how much in denial I am on this one. It was the real shocking one for me. But also there's one 
There's one similar to that where you're super in denial about going to uni and then you go to uni. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being like a student, you having all these debts, it's like a load, like I'd never do that. Then all of a sudden. <laughs> we had someone that was at uni on the show and Bob was like grilling him like, why should I go to uni, motherfucker? I did so say that. so funny. And then just the went to uni. The next episode, I was like, it's time for me to eat crow. <laughs> I did say that to him before. I thought that was really funny. Because oh, I was really God. surprised when Bob was like, oh yeah, I'm doing a degree. And I was like, what? I loved <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I'm still doing it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> But you, I think the reason we didn't, we didn't have uh, like an intervention it's I've is because we, things. you've always, you've always said those things. So that's that's, <laughs> and we know that's who you are. And yeah, it's it's wild. I'm laughing all the way through it, which is just me. Um, but it's it's very evident to me, like, oh, this is someone who's kind of not face up to like the facts, and not intentionally. But it's really nice like for you to sort of reflect upon that being where you are now and just being like oh shit I realize now that I was in a really dark right being reflective of that now and and this episode as uh, well I yeah, sorry, can't be. no I was just gonna say I wrote down one quote which was really interesting to me uh and I think this is where you really nail your colors to the mast about your own belief in that you would call yourself an atheist, but you're not really an atheist because you don't <laughs> you don't believe in the same things as other atheists. So you you say you can't we can't just say that we're worm food. You can't just become nothing. Um and then later on in the episode you say, I don't care if I die because I am nothing. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I didn't write that one. That's and, another terrible one. <laughs> but it was interesting to me and interesting for our listeners, I I guess, that you 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 pretty much you sum up your own contradiction and you you i think the earlier episodes you probably try to articulate it but in this episode you really are really vulnerable and just say it like i don't believe in an afterlife but we can't just be nothing um and you're really interested in tiss's ideas about energy going back into the universe yeah. and stuff like that I think that's like a lot to do with your open-mindedness, though. Atheists are just genuinely closed-minded people. Obviously, I'm just generalising. I'm not speaking for everyone because some people I know that are atheists are very open-minded, but they can also be a bit stubborn. So I do think that that speaks for your open-mindedness more. I have written here, Beef and Tiss are both convinced that I am borderline agnostic on this episode because I struggled <laughs> with the idea of death of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because... So I've um, got some notes here on episode two. I know we're going back some episodes now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't realise you listened to episode two. No, 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 no. But I just... Uh, I think one thing... And I completely forgot I did this. But at the start of the episode, I, I read out those point... Almost like points about belief. Oh, the six-point belief. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Um, and I really... I found that interesting at the time. Uh, and I still found it interesting to listen to it now. Um... And I wonder whether that got you both thinking a bit more about, and then in preparation for episode 10, even though we didn't know that's what we were going to do, it probably set a lot of things in motion about what you actually think. Mm. Um, It really interested me that, uh, Bob, you're multiple times, you're like really open to it and you keep saying it's really interesting, you'd freak out. Tiss, and I quote, (laughs) uh, says that he would... 
he would breeze the encounter with the witch doctor. <laughs> oh my god, no, you would not. <laughs> I would what? Breathe it? And I just breeze, breeze, oh, breeze it. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Breeze through it. Kin- kindred souls. <laughs> no change. And I was like, I just sat there like kindred souls. <laughs> just sat there laughing to myself. But then I even I even said the same thing last episode of Rick. How because Rick brought up that episode. And I was saying about how I don't know why, but yeah. the thought of going in there is scary to me still now. Like, it's scary. Yeah. But I don't know why. But I, I wonder whether the talking about belief in episode two set things in motion for episode 10, where we talk about it in a lot more depth. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, and actually, in some ways, we're still the same. Um, but it's hard to pinpoint our differences, I think. It was a real recurring theme. We really were like, I think we realized we had something unique with the show when it came to our belief systems. Um, mm. Obviously, we've known each other for so long since school. Um, and even though we have sort of different ways of approaching things and different belief systems, our core, it never really came into being anything that would affect the way we are around each other. Mm. And I really wanted to capture that on the show because like Emma said, like, oh, you know, hearing beef talk on the show changed your way you think of people who say they identify as christian and we've actually had loads of emails like that over the years and i think that's awesome and that was one of the things i was really hoping for at the beginning when we talk about religious stuff because maybe early on i was like oh maybe maybe we shouldn't talk about spirituality and religious stuff so much because it's going to put people off because they don't want to hear that stuff and actually after we did episode two i was like no fuck it i want to lean into that stuff because it's what we've got that's unique I like listening to Beef talk about that stuff. I'm not a Christian, so maybe other people will too. And actually, I think they did, even if they didn't believe. If Beef did like a particularly spiritually spiritual heavy episode, I don't think it made anyone tune out, even if they didn't have a particular faith, because it's interesting to hear about other people's experiences and other people's lives and other people's beliefs in the same mm. way that I'm interested in listening to, you know, people from all over the world and the way they live. It's it's, it's interesting other people. Going hand in hand, like, I feel the same way, like, as you have just explained about Beef, like, I absolutely love him sort of talk about his spirituality, but I also love listening about Tiss and his, like, spiritualism from a different perspective as well. So it's spiritualism as a general term, but from different angles is really interesting as well. Mm. So, Tiss, how would you think your identification of your own spirituality has changed over the years? Do you think it's the same or are you less open to stuff? Because um, I can't remember. I haven't got any quotes because especially we'll come to it on episode 25. You were talking about different belief systems and, and Taoist readings and Buddhist readings and things. You were really into reading all this stuff at the time. Yeah, I think that was when I was going through a period of exploring it and... Um stuff like that. I don't think I've got any less spiritual, even though I'd said in the previous episode I've become a lot less. But I don't think it is, like we said with the tarot, that's quite spiritual. I think I'm just less vocal about it because I don't need to bounce it off anyone anymore. Whereas before, I was very vocal about it because I was exploring it via bouncing it off by saying it and then seeing what reactions and and also getting into it. So, like, you've experienced something that is new at the time, was new to you. And yeah. You're learning new things. It's like mm. if you learn a new hobby, you're like, oh, my God, listen to what I've... And you just want to tell people that you care about, like, look at this interesting thing that I've just discovered. Yeah. And... Even if it's a new TV show you just discovered. Exactly. You're just like, oh, this is so good. 
Yeah, totally. I wrote down in episode 10, uh, Tiss goes into some detail about... Tiss, uh, Bobby asks a question about what we believe when it comes to the afterlife. Yeah. And um, I, I tried... To, when I listened to it again, I was just as confused by what Tiss was saying last night when I listened to the episode. Oh, yeah, there's a bit where you get completely lost. It's really funny. <laughs> Uh, and this is some wild is, stuff, yeah. Knowing na- knowing you now, and knowing you, I think you just articulate it more clearly. Whereas at the time, like you say, you were bouncing ideas off, and I just sat there like I have no idea what this is. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll be, I'll be right. honest, Tiss, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> yes, <laughs> really funny. <laughs> and then I try and re-articulate it, and it's, you're like, um. Well, kind of. <laughs> you went, I've written down Afterlife, Tiss, total mystery, we won't know till it happens, but there's infinite life, and your consciousness is spread to other people. Um, <laughs> and I've just written down in brackets what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being really confused then, and then really confused when I listened to it recently. Um, but I know, obviously, now I know, um, and it makes complete sense, but I think you just articulate it more clearly because at the time you were just like well i think it's this and <laughs> yeah this is what makes sense to me what do you think um but bobby was right in there bobby completely understood what you were talking about i think <laughs> i think me and tissa talked about that stuff in my kitchen one night so i was already kind of ready <laughs> right for it yeah because sometimes after yeah. we used to play we, we used to have the eoe nights and we, we used to drink tea sometimes me and tiss would just chat in the kitchen having a cup of tea about mm. shit after the game and um i think we it came up one of those nights yeah that's interesting okay i've got a question yeah do you think that in a darker place when things aren't going your way and think you know you're, you're a bit down mm-hmm. do you feel like you are so much more open to conspiracy theories because i always find myself like when i'm in when i'm having a bit of a rubbish time and i'm up and down and like really not happy with the way things are going um i always feel like i just oh, go like down it's an rabbit escape. Ho- yeah like i always go down all these rabbit holes like no just reddit is like my best friend when i'm depressed <laughs> no when i when i'm in a pit i don't i don't care about anything <laughs> <laughs> but this obviously before children i used to just lay in beds and like I'd never wanted to get up and I just scroll conspiracy theories more than I do when I'm in a better place. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. And I don't know what it is. And I think it's like obviously listening to the news does bring my so like my mental health, it does bring it down if I listen to the news and things like that. So by sort of listening to a conspiracy theory about the government like being you know, doing whatever the government are doing, I'm like, yes, the government are arseholes because they're doing this. So that conspiracy theory about what the government are doing behind our back must be true. Do you know what I mean? I'm more inclined to accept it and to um, want to go down and want to research more when I'm feeling down than when I'm having a really good day. Because <laughs> I'm having a good day, I'm like completely sceptical. I'm like, that's bollocks. <laughs> no, I, I'm not at all. I, I'm just reckless, I think. Um, so... The way the way my depression works is kind of weird. It spikes uh, about once a year, pretty bad um, for an undetermined amount of time. But it's very unpredictable how it will affect me each time. 
Um, but the only thing that's consistent is I'm incredibly reckless around that time and I really don't care mm. about like the side effects of my actions. And I will say things to people that I wouldn't normally say, like be particularly rude or break stuff or be more angry mm. about things or mm. basically my emotions get, it's like they're crosswired. There's like every, every now and then something happens in my brain where all my emotions go in short circuit and I, to the point where I feel like the wrong emotion to something I'm looking at. Like I'll look at a lamppost and feel envy or I'll look at it. It's really weird. Um, and I, every, every year I go, okay, this time I need to seriously get some therapy. Um, and then it passes and I don't. At least you know now, like you've identified that. Yeah, it doesn't make it any better. I, I would actually say every year it gets a little bit worse. Because, mm. um, mm. <laughs> it, yeah, it, when, yeah, next year I'm pretty sure I have to get some therapy, but that's, uh, that's another matter. <laughs> Does any of you guys feel like that? Like when you're feeling in like a bit of a crap place, do you ever just like kind of deal with it by going inside myself so I stop socializing and I'm such a bubbly outgoing person so more willing to believe I would trust more people on the outside yeah I would trust more people on like a chat room bald notice about I don't know who killed Ramsey than I would trust you know a member of my family or extended family because I'm like mm. I don't know like I just don't understand but I always feel like I read conspiracy theories and weird tales and things like that more when I'm in a bad place than when I'm in a good place. Like, I don't know why. Mm. I can relate to that. Uh, no, I think um, I think with me, I, my uh, my issue with with the news and or, or watching the news and it, it bringing me down. It's it, it's not that it. I, I do find it depressing, but I think it can, it's more that I watch it in frustration thinking someone's going to watch this and it's going to really send them off the rails or it's going to really... Yeah, you can handle it, but someone else might not be able to. Yeah. So like today, for example, the news was on this morning and it was the BBC and it was like headline news that if you've had two jabs, then... Um, your like the antibodies wane after about six months your your protection will start to wane and i'm watching it thinking well we know that that's how vaccines work and you do tend to need one every year to keep keep your antibodies high to that disease but someone else is going to watch that and go oh well, what's the point in the vaccines then they don't work yeah and so i find Ooh. it annoying because i'm thinking this is irresponsible of the bbc to report in that way because the language they use is going to it is going to be ammo for anti-vaxxers because they'll watch it and be like, see, I knew it all along. I knew it. These vaccines Gosh. don't work. Whereas anyone would probably, you know, other people probably watch it like myself this morning. And I was like, oh, well, this isn't news because we know this. That's just science. That's how vaccines work. Um, this is why I don't watch the news. That sounds absolutely miserable. Exactly. Well, it's not. I, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't watching it. It was. Yeah, it was like just after Joel had finished watching TV. It was I, like happened Joel to was watching it. it. I was flicking through. Blame it on Joel. I was yeah. watching it. Joel was watching it. See, Dad. But um, <laughs> I think. I think the reason Joel's gathering information about if he should get the vaccine. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably. Um, but my, my, what, yeah, I don't, I don't, I maybe don't suffer in quite the same ways as you, Bob, but I think it, the, yeah, I think the reason I come off of, uh, Twitter is because it takes me down these 
rabbit holes and I maybe don't believe what I'm reading, but it just brings me lower and lower and lower. Um, And so I don't, I don't, I don't tend to believe them more, but it just, before you know it, you're looking at someone's post and you've never met them before. You would never normally talk to them in normal life. They have no value to you whatsoever, but all of a sudden what you're reading is gospel and that's worrying. It's like, oh, it's, and I find myself, I find myself in this fog of a, a bit of anger and frustration and that's usually when Rachel knows that I've been on social media or or maybe I've, I don't know, yeah. caught the news that day. Um, yeah. Have you been at the news again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feeds your scepticism. But my, my, my granddad made a really good point. We were talking about it and he said, he said, the thing is, he said, I would, he said, when I was working, I would wake up in the morning, uh, catch the news at six before I left for work and then go to work. And then for the rest of the day, there was nothing. You know, I might have a phone call. He said, I might have had a phone call at lunchtime from Yunnan. He said, otherwise, it was just work. And I spoke to my colleagues about work, and that's it. He said, and then we come home, have dinner, watch the news at six, and then that was it. For the, so you got the news twice a day in two little segments. And he said, and, and it was a very small portion of your day, and it took up a very small portion of your brain space. And he said, the problem is now... And we, we alluded to it earlier that it's constant and it's it's not just constant, but you can't filter out the... I mean, most I would like to think some people can, but lots of people can't filter out what's real, what's not, what's absolute crap, what's a photo that was taken in a completely different location or a different time or with different... Or it's been photoshopped, you know, it's it's constant. It's like rammed into your face the whole time if you allow it. So... Um, that's interesting. That's how I go about my news consumption, though. I look, I have a look what's going on in the world on my phone on the toilet before mm. I go to work. Yeah, I just, so that doesn't take me Poo long. News. I'm quite efficient. Um, <laughs> have a scroll, and then um, you haven't I got don't, IBS, mate. I don't really go and look. I don't look at my phone really again in terms of mm. that stuff until might have another look when I get home from work. But then I don't sit on my my sofa at night scrolling on my phone. No. So I, I check the news twice no. a day on my phone. So I maybe have the same relationship to news as the, as back in mm. those days. Healthy. But uh, Tis, do, what about what Emma said? Do you, are you more inclined to be uh, accepting of outlandish ideas if you're like feeling lower? Yeah. Um, not too sure, but I'd, I'd definitely say it's uh, something I could look into because... I definitely feel a lot happier now and I'm a lot less uh, persuaded by them, shall I say. And Mm. back in the days at the start of the podcast, I probably was very, very low at the time. Mm. So maybe that led me to look for answers in other places. I think think what Emma was saying also struck a chord because it's like um, like when you said about uh, you're more inclined to believe something on a message board than your own family or someone close to you. And I think that is everyone gets to a certain point where um, everyone they know has sort of, I don't know, there's like this watershed moment where you realize that actually life isn't as simple as everyone knows what's going on. No one knows what's going on. And Mm. since no one knows Mm. what's going on, and you've, I, I personally have lived under the assumption that the people around me who would tell me what to do or what to think would know themselves what was going on. And then when I found out they didn't, but they were still, you know, had the arrogance to tell me what was going on, 
then it was like everything <laughs> just dissolved and it was like well i've got to start again from scratch now because everything i thought was true could be wrong and now i've got mm. to a point where i've kind of built up what i hope is not real but close enough hmm so i listened to episode 12 um i don't know if anyone else listened to that i sort of plucked it because i was like well this is about conspiracies and that is something that we're very skeptical of that sort of stuff now and we kind of are sick of talking about conspiracy theories so i thought i'd listen to the first time we ever looked at conspiracies and it was a tis episode mm. um and at the time we said first in a in a series of our conspiracy theories episodes yeah <laughs> and we would just talk we would just tis just threw out a bit like episode one where i threw out some notorious stories he just threw out like here's a load of conspiracies and um sort of just what do you think about that very similar to episode one um, so the ones he talked about were Hitler and Die Glocker and Hitler running away to Argentina, which at the time we were like, yeah, we should definitely do more weird Nazi stuff. Definitely some crazy Hitler stories. We we still have never visited that. And I think that is a juicy topic for some weird tales. Yeah. Um, we also talked about simulation theory big time. And it was the first time we really talked about it. And that's something that's come up mm. so much. And me and Rick even did a whole episode on it recently as well. Um. But the thing that's weird about it, I, I talked about simulation theory in episode one or two, like brought it up as like a cool concept. And when Tiss brings it up on this, I'm acting like it's the first time I've ever heard of it. I'm like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> I talked about it like <laughs> seven episodes previously. It's, it's really weird. That's how so I'm just funny. Like, wow, never heard of it. <laughs> uh, also, I say I've got quite another quote here for my um, head in the sand approach to my life. Quote, why do I live? Uh, <laughs> it's in episode 12 from me do you know what it's funny you keep like saying all these different quotes is when i first started listening to you guys i was i was going through like a lot of life-changing stuff and yeah it was quite a downtime in my life and so you guys always cheered me up but you saying all these things i'm like like how did this like depressed guy cheer me and i was in a bad mood yeah like, i know it's so funny it's interesting this is one point where i can pinpoint how my um, her feelings have changed completely though and it is to do with my emotional state and my acceptance of like yeah i i just have to live with the fact that my like brain chemicals are fucked because in this when we talk about simulation theory all i can think about is if this is real it's incredibly depressing how can i go on thinking that simulation theory is possible but when me and rick talked about it recently i was like well if simulation is real and we are living in a simulation then we just accept that as our form of life and we should enjoy it as much as we can which is mental because now i'm like i know i, I i'm someone who suffers from depression but it's because i know it i'm more relaxed and can be like well if it's a simulation we should be enjoy what we have and it doesn't really make a difference does it but then i was like that's such a depressing idea how can we possibly go on if we know we live in a simulation? So that was interesting. Um, how my opinion on that completely changed as my mm. acceptance of my emotional state had changed. Um, we also talked about MK Ultra, which we did a whole new full-on episode of years later. Um, and we talked about Fakespeare, which we did a full-on episode of later. It was the first time we ever talked about Fakespeare. In which Beef says, when talking about Fakespeare... Quote, if you believe Shakespeare didn't exist, then you are a dick. <laughs> and then did a whole episode years later disproving. So, 
there's a change in Beef's opinion on stuff. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on a second. I said, if you don't believe in Shakespeare, if you don't believe Shakespeare existed... You're a dick. Well, that's nothing to do with the episode, is it? Yeah. I, I spent the whole episode talking about his, his, literacy, his liter- um, literature, didn't I? But when you did your episode on Shakespeare, years later... You said... You were all on the fence, all of you. Mm. Yeah, you were like, oh, maybe he wasn't. You had all this evidence. You're like, yeah, it's completely possible that maybe... But in this, you are... when Tiss brings it up on episode 12, you are so anti the whole thing. What a ludicrous conspiracy. This is stupid. Anyone who believes this is a dick, it's the first <laughs> time you really get on your high horse and like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're re- Who's got anything to gain from it? Who's got any... No, why... You're really getting riled up on it. It's really funny that's hilarious so it's funny to think you would be the one who would host an episode all about it years later and yeah. would be on the fence and get us all on the fence i love that i was not yeah, arguing that penguin could benefit from it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so funny oh i don't i don't remember that so that's, that's maybe i was extra angry that day it's such a really fun episode i really enjoyed listening to that one but the only things i the things the main things i noticed is i've completely flip-flopped on my how i would emotionally react to the idea of simulation theory and beef is completely flip-flopped on like Shakespeare doesn't even warrant the time of day to consider <laughs> to like i'm gonna host a whole episode about how this might be real <laughs> yeah i think I think I found it interesting that, uh, that at least they changed a couple of the um, sort of authorship stuff on a couple of his plays. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I find it I find it weird that um, people dedicate their whole time to trying to debunk the rest of his stuff. Mm. Um, like, I, I didn't realize that Mark Rylance was so far into it. I didn't well, realize yeah, it was what, a really big deal. That's what deal we to talked him. about on your fake spear thing. We had clips from Rylance on it. Um, so what was interesting about the conspiracies one is we're so excited to be tackling conspiracy theories. Tiss is so eager. Ah, oh, conspiracies. I can't believe there. Yeah, this is going to be such a like main focus point of the podcast. Mm. It's so fun. We're all so keen on conspiracy theories. And, and now you're the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't have the same, you know, vigor for conspiracy theories as we had then. <laughs> I think it's just we've heard so many of them. Or do we, Tiss? Do you still have... Would you still want to do, like, conspiracy... Th- are you still eager on conspiracy theories? No. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just absolutely not. But, but uh, spoiler alert, I am going to be doing another... Yeah, I will be doing another conspiracy theory episode. Uh, like that one where I just put, pick a grab bag of loads of random stuff. Really? Yeah. On the next series? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it's, that's exciting. Then we're delving back into the past. We're like making it. We're coming full circle on it. Literally, some, mm. there's some episodes that we mentioned that like, oh, we need to do this. We need to do that on these early ones. I'm like, we never did that. There's some really good ideas. And I was like making notes of them. There's at least stuff that would be good for me and Rick to talk about because like yeah, some stuff there's not enough for us. Like we, me, Beef and Tiss talked about chemtrails on that episode for a little bit, and we kind of said what we needed to say. But I think. I could talk about it with Rick because it's someone different. And so maybe we could do something like that. I don't think we would do a full episode on chemtrails and weird tales because we kind of covered it early on. What Bob's not mm. telling you is he's actually secretly going to replace one of you with Rick. <laughs> <laughs> or both. That's how I feel. Replacing both of them with Rick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, Rick is actually more sceptical than you are, Bob. Well, I know. That's why he's, that's why he's good to have on because he's pure sceptical. 
It's literally mm. like, okay, Bob is the most sceptical of you three, but then Rick is like a whole new level. When I'm on those episodes with Rick, it's a, it's almost refreshing to have me being like the one who's trying to like convince him, you know? No, no, it, it might not be Rick. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might as well be a Christian on those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the part of the reason that we um, maybe we get more sceptical or we get less enthusiastic is because we've all done the same thing where you go to research an episode that you think is going to be a real juicy episode. Oh, definitely. And it, it, yeah, after about ten minutes, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm bored to death. Like there's so many times I wanted to do like anthropy, mm-hmm. and then each time I'm like, I feel like oh maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to research it before, and then I go back like no, it's just really boring. It's just really boring, t- which is interesting because it's not too dissimilar to Dracula, and we went to frigging Romania because of it. Yeah. So it, I just find it really interesting that some episodes really grip you and others just i think we could still do it yeah maybe well like i feel like that about some of well they're so, boring like yeah, I've li- thanks no no no. i've literally listened to like every single episode and even if it's on a subject that i'm not that interested in can't think of any off the top of my head but like i'm like oh i'll just give it a listen because i enjoy listening to you guys but there are some episodes that i'm a bit like that's not really my cup of tea but i'll listen to it anyway and i end up enjoying it and actually so like A good example is um, when you guys spoke about sacred geometry. I had never heard of it. And I was a bit like, oh, you know, this. I don't think this is going to be my cup of tea. And I'm not even joking. Like I said this to Bob before. Yeah, you've mentioned this before. After that episode, I literally could not stop researching it. So it just goes to show you to... You probably researched it more than Tiss did. Because (laughs) he said this is going to be a (laughs) two-parter. Then halfway through the second part, he gave up on it and started talking about something else. (laughs) And, like, it still is something that really fascinates me, but sort of looking at it and as a new episode, I'm like, oh, I don't think this is going to be, like, one that I'm going to listen to again. But then I'm like, oh, actually, this mm. is amazing. We, we've had that message from listeners quite a few times, though, where they'll say, actually, the ones they find most interesting are the things they've never heard of before. They go, oh, I don't know if you care about that. And they listen and they go, whoa, and it's opened their eyes to something new. And I'm always like that. If If one of the guys brings a topic to the table which I know nothing about, yeah i've i've instantly got like a little bit more interest because i'm like tell me about it what is this thing you know Mm. so another episode like that i love that i didn't think i'd love is dinosaurs (laughs) oh yeah that was silly i loved dinosaurs yeah i loved that one that was one one. of mine but i loved doing that one because i love dinosaurs (laughs) yeah it was really fun that whole like that whole that was sort of not too far uh, around, like, Middle Ages, and we had some really good ones around there. Yeah, we had a really, really fun run of episodes around that time. Yeah. Mm. I think that's changed as well. I think maybe, to begin with, a lot of the subject matter was was all the typical stuff, and now we've been doing it for so long. It's not that we're running out of material, it's just that we've had to think more broadly and mm. think, okay, well, there's only so many times we can talk about cryptids or a conspiracy theory so we've had to branch out a little bit and broaden you know it still fits within the subject matter and so actually you know talking about dinosaurs is really fun uh and it's not that the other subjects aren't fun it's just it it's a little bit of a different um like flavor it's a bit of a different vibe there's some there's some episodes that aren't necessarily fun subjects but they're super engaging and interesting like like zodiac and Holocaust Denial was is one of my favourite episodes. Mm. And it's mm. so depressing, but I love it. Yeah. 
I remember record- we recorded that one with Rachel. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. That's still the only one that Rachel's listened to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I listened to 25 as well, Belief. I thought this was like, I was like, it's about belief. This is going to be juicy. This is about what we believe in. Yeah, I listened to 25 as well. Did you have much to pull from it? Because I really enjoyed no. it. I thought it was a really interesting episode, but it didn't really give me anything to bring up. I was just like, this is a really... I think it's the first time we had a guest on for a discussion. Yeah. Um, and we had Swifty, and we had a really good chat between the four of us. But I enjoyed listening to it, but I didn't make any notes. I was just like, this is a really good episode. <laughs> and that was it. Mm. <laughs> I just ran out of time to listen to the, to listen to them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I seem to remember it being pretty, like a good episode, but not exactly yeah. one that would help us in this one. I thought it would, because I thought, oh, we talk about belief. Maybe there's going to stuff come up about skepticism and stuff, but it really didn't. It was just, yeah, it was just an interesting chat about just what we all individually believe mm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah they're the ones yeah. I listened to. Did anyone else listen to any others? No. No, no. Not for no, me. No, neither. I mean, I listen to sort of ones, but it's all, I don't, I don't feel like it's anything worth sort of mentioning. You guys are all the same people. Like I don't, I do feel like you've changed slightly, but I do think that it's a lot to do with, like I've said repeatedly, just what's going on in the world, what's going on with you guys personally, um what you've mm. got going on but also like we've all grown up in five years mm. and we're we're at the pivotal point in all of our lives we're all very similar ages yeah. where mm. when you kind of go from being 20 to 30 such a life-changing point of your life where you go from just minimum wage to then actually making a career and making like solid mm. life choices that they also have an opinion and of you know what you're skeptical of or what your beliefs are or um you know, all these factors of who you are as a person and what you believe in and what your mm. open-mindedness is all. So what I think I've pinpointed as in terms of like this episode and, and this season of the show, I thought we were going to go back to these early episodes and really pinpoint some things that are different about us, things that we approach differently and you could see how different our scepticism is. Um, and then that'll be a base to move forward from. But actually, I've kind of found the opposite. I kind of think, actually, we're in terms of who we are as people, we're not all that different. And no. the things we believe in are not that different. Yet somehow now we do feel more sceptical, which says to me it's the world around us and yeah. not necessarily us. Like you say, Emma, yeah, we have changed. We've got older, Beef's had kids. You know, I've come to terms with a few things emotionally of me. We've all moved away uh, and live in different places now you know we've we've all changed in our life but i think our personalities and, and the way we approach things actually we're still very much the same people and i think your fan base as well and obviously i'm included in this has gone i think the people who who listen now have listened for a long time even though you do get the odd person who is new and you know i think the majority of your listeners are long time listeners so if you said something that was shocking or controversial or not to someone's mm. taste you lost those listeners a long time ago they've sent you those horrible yeah. <laughs> reviews and you've lost them <laughs> like if you put something out and Beef's like, don't believe in God. Tiss is like, I'm most sort of um, institutionalised person. And Bob is just like, 
away with the fairies like what has happened to you three you are the same people and why your listeners for so long because we like you as people we appreciate all three of your perspectives so it'll be interesting going Mm. forward in this series to this is who we were uh, next is who we are who we are now well actually who we are now is not that different so i think Mm. what we're going to be looking at more is how the world around us has made us feel like we're more skeptical. Yeah. Where maybe we're not necessarily more skeptical, but we definitely feel it. Um, what do you think, Beefy? Uh, I, I still feel like, yeah, I would still place myself in pretty much the same place as I would five years ago. And I would say, I don't think you guys are any more skeptical than you were. I don't think, I think some things have changed, but in just in terms of our lives rather than, um, making us more skeptical. I just think maybe, uh, maybe in that time, like Emma said at the beginning of the episode, we've probably matured more in in sense in the sense that um, so, you know, when we started this pod, we were sort of mid to late twenties, and in that time, you're still kind of um, a bit more thoughtful of, about what you're saying, and you still want to try and impress people or you want to try and not come across like a right idiot and then I think you get to this age and you don't really care anymore because you've you've got your foundations you've got the people around you that you care about and the people that really are of great value to you and I just think you maybe we've relaxed more I just mm. think maybe and like Emma said we've got this listenership that we know you know they know us and they know what we talk about and they know that when they listen to an episode on a particular subject it might not be too much about that subject and it might not be that factual, but they listen to it for other reasons. So I think maybe we've relaxed into it and just enjoyed it rather than it being, we've got to tick these boxes. Mm. So maybe that's it. One of the first times I spoke to Bob, I said to him, I don't listen to weird tales for the facts. I listen to like get my juices flowing on a certain subject and Mm. other people who listen to it are all the same. I want to point out she said that because she was pointing out some stuff that we got totally wrong. Yeah. But she said, but but I don't listen to it as for the facts. It was on the Rasputin episode, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's wrap up. Yeah, Tiss, any any final thoughts on who we were? Who we were? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's I, like I, he's not been listening I, the no, whole time. I, no, I totally agree with Emma, actually. I think it is. I think it genuinely <laughs> is just us as people got a lot older and things have changed but we haven't changed Mm. really it's just we've had to adapt to our you know older selves i guess also you've you've settled Mm. you know what you're doing you're more comfortable (laughs) well (laughs) i mean i mean i'm sitting on my bed i'm I'm literally laying on my bed like half naked you're like yeah you know what you're doing he's basically naked (laughs) jesus (laughs) it's so it's so grotesque like we were talking last week about he was like oh you're the most professional person like you and rick i can always count on you to have done your homework these two clowns not so much Literally, I listened to you guys' podcasts before I came on, and I was like, oh my god, there is so much research <laughs> that goes into these podcasts. <laughs> Me and Beef just come on and chat shit, and that's what I say to everyone, that uh, that like people always say, oh, are you still doing the podcast? Oh, amazing, that's amazing. I'm like, I literally turn up and chat shit. I do nothing. I contribute nothing to the show, really. Yeah, but you do, like... 
I feel like as a listener, <laughs> I love like the fact that you are like that. Like that's obviously why these guys are friends with you because they love you for who you are. I bet Bob loves it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, Emma, when as a listener, when Tiss goes quiet for like twenty minutes, then he suddenly chips in. Are you like a bit excited? Like, oh, Tiss, Tiss, because <laughs> I'm like that when I edit. And I'm like, oh, Tiss is here. Like, this is bad. Here it comes. Well, previously, like, before tonight, I thought, oh, yeah, he's kind of trying to gather his thoughts and, like, he, you know, he's, like, weighing up his options and things like that. But now I know that he's probably either gone to the toilet, gone for a drink, or just laying there, like, staring. Eating a burger in the background. Yeah, when I said to you, he sometimes yeah. lays back on his bed. Now you see that he literally does. He just lays down his bed. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like when you go to Homer's brain and he's like deep in thought, and it's like a, a monkey doing like a backflip or something. <laughs> the symbol monkey. Yeah, I I don't like that Tiss put me in the same category as him. I don't like that you did that because when I came in here. I've got like my family in the other room. My uncle came in. You might have heard him and Tiss when you uh, Bob when you edit. You might hear my uncle came in and got himself a drink and right. some crisps and then left the room. But it was like super quiet. Uh, I I made sure the door was shut. The door is everything's shut. I've got my drinks here. I'm really quiet when I put my drinks down. And Tiss is just laying there with his like balls hanging out. And... <laughs> Scoff, scoffing a burger. Oh, rock and roll, baby. No. So I've actually found this kind of a relief. Like I thought, oh yeah, we've we've what's what's happened to us? But I think nothing's happened to us. It's the world around us, and mm. that's what we have to investigate going mm. forward on this series. So next time, listeners, we're going to be joined um, by a psychiatrist, psychologist, psychoanalyst. I don't know the difference between those things. I can't remember. But someone who's going to really dig into us a little bit. Nice gonna, research, Bob. Yeah, well, I can't <laughs> I can't remember the difference. But well, they're going to explain to us, aren't they? It's the whole point of it. So it's going to be really of course, of interesting, yeah. going to be really fun. And we're going to... I know Beef was a little bit nervous about it. So we're going to have someone really dig into us and who we are and why we feel the way we do about skepticism and, and the modern age and stuff. And I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, until then, if you've got anything to say, and if you've noticed anything, um, how have we changed? How has our skepticism changed? What have you noticed about us that's changed since the start of the show? Um, you can do that. It's wtatupod at gmail.com. That's Weird Tales and the Unexplainable Pod, wtatu at gmail.com. Or you can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and contact through that. Uh, on that website, you can also find links to our social media accounts that we talk about that we don't use. Um, the T Public play page where you can buy merch, you can donate on there and stuff. All that stuff, all the links to all the interesting stuff's on that website. You can also go to my website, that's bobshoy.com, B O B S H O Y.com. Uh, you can contact me personally through there, or you can see the other shows I work on uh, as part of the Bob Shoy Podcast Network, including the just finished The Simpsons 4 and 1 More, which I host with. Emma. Yay, go us. Um, we've just finished a real nice year-long 25-episode run covering the Simpsons series 1 to 11, our favourite episodes, and we have tangential episodes about our favourite songs, our favourite Halloween segments, our favourite jobs that Homer's had. We did a 4 and one more on Futurama as one of those special episodes with Tiss. Tiss is on that with us. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't lay back on his bed on that episode. I'm very professional in that episode. It's not my pod, so I can't <laughs> just take the piss. 
but you can go on my website uh you can go and search for that pod as well that's just finished so that's the simpsons four and one more it's a real it's been a real fun pod to work on over the last year um i think that's it for the links i know we said we're finishing doing this stuff listen of the week um i said we we're gonna do it for the lot next few episodes i mean do i have a note for listen of the week um okay so um a listener called hannah she messaged me to tell me she's getting engaged now She's already been listening to the week. She did those, if I remember rightly, the embroidery stuff that we got. Yeah. Do you remember mm. uh, the, the yeah. Sage and Prey and the Weird Tales embroidery? We got that here, the cross-stitch stuff. Um, so she is engaged to a guy called John. Uh, John Eichen, I think that's his surname. I actually got his name written down. So Hannah and John, anyway. Congratulations on getting engaged. It's awesome that you both listened to the pod. Love it. John, you're listener of the week, so I don't think you've had it before. Hannah, you have. But congratulations on getting engaged. Listener of the week. Listener of the week. And uh, what I want to know, guys, get back in contact. Did you already listen? Did you listen to the pod together after you met, or were you already separate listeners who then met and were like, hey, I love that show? Because that's really cool. <laughs> that would be mental. <laughs> if it's that way around, it's. It's awesome. It's not going to be that, that is it? That would literally be Can I just chip in? I am um, the president of the Weird Tales and the Unexplainable fan club <laughs> and also treasurer sometimes. <laughs> and I can say that they were listeners separately and wow. together through the, uh, through the fan club. Emma, are you, are you shitting us? Maybe. <laughs> 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 please please wear a rubs t-shirt under your groom's like attire i That'd would be love amazing. that mm. i would love that um you have to. so yeah congratulations guys um john if you've already been listening to the week one time don't tell me i don't want to know <laughs> you this is it this is your one time i said i'll try and remember to mention you guys engagement ages ago and this time i finally remembered there we go uh you're happy now Engagement of the week. All right. Jeez. Aggressive. My throat's dying. I've been ill. I need to go to bed. Um, Emma, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm glad you finally made it onto an episode. Thank you so much, honestly. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for coming. It's been lovely. A a strange retrospective episode. Trip down memory lane. It's been really fun. Honestly, like, I've been a fan for so long. Uh, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed tonight. Yeah, it's been fun. Oh, it's yeah. been really fun. I haven't enjoyed that I'm more likely to see Tiss's balls than I am to see Lid come through that door behind him. That stresses me out. <laughs> I've seen all of Tiss tonight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've given myself fully to the pod tonight. It's a nightmare. <laughs> uh. If you if you guys were doing outfit of the week, you know you yeah. did that once. It's Tiss. Hand Tiss down. would definitely win. <laughs> no, this is lost. I'm I'm wearing a dressing gown. Nada underneath. This is excluded from that segment forever. It actually makes you look like a Jedi. No way. No, it doesn't. I, I, actually, I bought this so it's I didn't want to sin from I, earlier. I went it's hiding I went, nothing. I went to a house party which was 90s movies themed. I was about I went, to say, did you go as the dude? I went as the dude, yeah. When you came in, I said, here comes the dude, when you turned yeah, it li- on. Literally, yeah, yeah. But it's wow. funny because I have another dressing gown, which is a Jedi one, which is actually <laughs> like, I mean, it's not, you know, Jedi's don't exist, but it's it's got the badge on it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
So Tiss, this is this sums up Tiss Emma because he's recorded with you once before. He's yeah. now perfectly fine for you to see his ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> he's incredibly polite the first time he meets someone. The se- as soon as he's you've met you once, it's just like yeah, whatever. That's literally what it's like in my house as well. Tiss, I really hope you're wearing more for our next guest. Honestly. <laughs> it's <laughs> horrific i just felt like emma's such a part of the family it doesn't it's it's just like being on the pod with you guys the, anyway the funny thing is because my webcam's not on you don't know like i could be wearing less than tiss yeah emma's naked as well 50 <laughs> <laughs> percent of us are naked i mean bobby didn't get the memo oh. right anyway let's call it a night uh love you lots everyone thanks for listening love you too. until next time stay out of the basement <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> cheers. Love you lots. Bye. See you. Cheers. Bye. Love you lots. Bye. 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 That's amazing. <laughs> That's a... Oh my god! <laughs> That's great. That was what that really miss? that really took me by surprise. <laughs> T- What's going on, Ben? <laughs> Tears has lost his shit. <laughs> Mate, he was just doing the window catch right behind you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's my uncle. Uh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was just some random window cleaner at like eight <laughs> o'clock at night. Like, no, no, they know I'm recording, so he waited and obviously planned to do it. That's oh, so that's funny. hilarious. So, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, aren't you glad you stopped at your torso? Tell him. <laughs> tell him we all enjoyed it. Look at Tiss's horrible leg. <laughs> no, it's horrible to think that he's not wearing anything underneath that dressing gown. <laughs> it is horrible. I'm not even joking. A couple of times, he's obviously sitting on a bed or something, and I've seen up. He's... His... And I'm yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> There's been some very near cock shots on this episode. <laughs> I could I could have screen capped this and put it on like Mr. Skin or something. <laughs> <laughs> Famous... <laughs> Upskirts of like famous podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs>
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.